0: Welcome to the Energy Fellows Podcast, where each episode is designed to share expertise and experiences from U.S. and global energy fellows. They provide direction and possible solutions for ultimate journey results. Here's your host, Mark Stansberry. Enabling best-in-class customer experience and operational excellence in a hyper-connected oil and gas world, TCS prioritizes problem-solving and leverages customer insights to drive real business results. To find out more, go to tcs.com. That's tcs.com. Welcome to another episode of the Energy Fellows. I'm Mark Stansberry, your host, and I want to wish everyone a happy new year, 2023, and much success in this new year. I wanted to mention that uh, I'd like to hear from each of you. Please go to the show notes, and we have ways you can communicate with us as far as messages that you would like to send us. Give us advice, suggestions, uh, questions. We'd love to have those. Also, we'd love to have your review. Please send your reviews in and different ways to do that. Again, in the show notes, Apple, Spotify, and different ways to get back the news to us of how we're doing, how we need to improve. And uh, again, the advice and suggestions you may have, and especially questions that we can address on our show. The Energy Fellows podcast is in its third month, and we've come a long way with the great interviews that these guests have performed. They've done a wonderful job, not just in the oil and gas sector. We've had experts start off with the former mayor of Tulsa and the president of Keener Oil is a 115-year company that existed from Titusville, Pennsylvania, as far as his family's efforts, all the way from to Marietta, Ohio, to Oklahoma. He talked about His history, and then we had others, one of the first that served in the capacity as far as U.S. efforts from Oklahoma, that is, and as far as energy sector, as far as the first Secretary of of Energy for Oklahoma was Sam Hammonds, and he gave a great interview as well, but we've gone into other avenues, and that is uh, the wind pathways as well, and that is, you know, as far as battery storage, had somebody discuss that, discussed other avenues, as I mentioned, as far as wind and solar and hydrogen. And so we hope that you'll give us input of who you'd like to hear, request of what you'd like to hear about, whether it's biomass, nuclear, any of these other sectors as well within energy, we'd love to hear about it. I wanted to mention that you can find the American Needs, America's Energy and its Natural Resources, the monograph is recently published that I have as a supplement to my book that I wrote, America Needs America's Energy, back in 2012. This is currently out. You can find it on Barnes & Noble and Amazon in regard to ebook. So I hope you'll definitely plug into that and check it out. We had great assistance from students, graduate students at Oklahoma State University under the program, the, S- the Center for International Trade Development, led by Executive Director Andrew Ranson, and John and Michael and others were involved as well. And I want to give a shout out to the OGGN Network. I'm so excited to work with these individuals, Mark, as well as Paige, Michael, and Audrey, and the whole team. Really appreciate everyone and their efforts. I really enjoy working with them. And it's a great family, the OGGN Network. I hope you go to their website. And again, in our notes, you'll find the show notes, you'll find the information, how to contact us. Love to hear from you for sure. And thank you again, audience, for listening for the third month in a row that we've put this together and will continue. And thanks to our sponsor, TCS, and they're wonderful sponsors. Please look them up on the website as well. They're in the footnotes and really appreciate all that they're doing and supporting us as well as far as the sponsorship and all the sponsors as far as that goes of OGGN. will we keep in touch regarding the calendars of events. You can look at OGGN as far as calendars and keep up to date that way. Different activities I'll be involved with, I plan to attend NAEP, which will be in the uh, February, I believe the early part of February in Houston. Also, CERA week, C-E-R-A week, which I plan to attend in March. And then there's South by Southwest that has a technology-driven program as well that regard to energy and technology and transformation and the energy transition. And I'll be definitely planning to attend that as well. And later in the year, the World Petroleum Congress in Calgary is definitely on my plans. So I hope to see you at one of these events. And if you have a need to have us have a live podcast or to speak before your organization or your activities that you have going on, we'd love to talk to you about that and how, if it's not myself, our team, we've got several that are up to around 15 podcasts or so, expertise that can come your way and assist in providing a program. So I hope you'll take that into account as well. I do want to mention that we completed in 2022 30th anniversary of the International Energy Policy Conference, which was founded in October 27, 1992 at the University of Oklahoma. I was the founder and chairman of that event, and we really hosted it for around a little over 20 years, but off and on we've had programs over the 30 years but as far as roundtables and special events. But for a little over 20 years, the conference existed as far as an annual event. We had the conference held in several cities besides Norman at University of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State University, Washington, D.C., Houston, Dallas, Denver, And other locations. And we really appreciate those that attended and the feedback we've had. I mentioned it in the book, American Needs America's Energy Creating Together People's Energy Plan, which I do mention about it in that book about the history of the conference and the impact that the conference has had throughout the years. Also, it was the 30th anniversary of my trip with the delegation that went to Russia in August of 1992, a year after the coup. Wrote a column in Oilman magazine, which discussed issues then. And now. And so hopefully you'll look at that and see from a historical standpoint what occurred during that time frame. So I hope you'll look at that as well. In 2023 we'll continue the Energy Fellows. We'll continue also with Oilman magazine in the articles, upcoming columns that I'll be writing that comes out with Oilman magazine. I occasionally will write for this column for Energies magazine and Oil Woman magazine, but primarily I'm a contributing editor. To Oilman Magazine, that goes out to around forty thousand or so, and so would like your feedback there as well. Let us know how we can improve the columns and suggestions of interviews. That is of who you'd like to hear from and what subjects you'd like to hear from. The column that I mentioned about Russia has, has it was in Oilman Magazine. Goes back. I've been doing that now for going on nine years, as far as providing a column in each of the issues, and really enjoy that and have a really good feedback from that. Uh, In the last several years, I've been speaking at different conferences throughout the U.S. on the different subjects. One is the digital transformation from the whiteboard to the boardroom. I talk about also different issues when it comes to America needs America's energy, whether it be natural gas or wind or solar or oil, whatever it might be, as far as the subjects that those that would like to hear from me, make a presentation. And the last several years, I've spoken at the Louisiana Oil and Gas Association annual meeting. He's a keynote speaking at different events as far as Wildcatters Associations in San Antonio and other parts of the U.S., Descoderic, and some other organizations, uh, especially NARO, National Association of Royalty Owners, been a speaker there for several years off and on as far as annual conferences. Last one I spoke was in Oklahoma City, but I've spoken in Albuquerque and Las Vegas and Little Rock and some other cities across the U.S. when it came to National Association of Royalty Owners. And really try to stay active in the associations, which I encourage each of you to do. Uh, associations and networking is very vital and very key to keeping up, but also it helps in your business and the business development. And I encourage those that are the up and coming in the oil and gas and energy sector and those that are continuing after retirement even, stay active. It's We need you as in your knowledge as well. And those students that are just getting started, definitely look at how you can better prepare yourself through networking and keeping up as well. And of course the podcast has been a very vital part of my life, especially the last three years since COVID came along, especially in 2020. And the Oil and Gas Global Network was a big part of that. Being able to reach listen to the Oil and Gas this week and with Mark and Paige and to listen to Paige's podcast and the others, it really encouraged me. It kept me going. And I hope and I've heard this from others. It really kept them going as well. So I hope that's the way the Energy Fellows is it's something that can lift you up keep you in the as far as knowledge, bring things up to date, give you some tips and advice that will be encouraged to you on a daily basis, if not weekly and monthly and annually. And so we'd like to hear ways again I emphasize that. I'd worked with back in well, I'll go back to this. In 2001, I formed a company with Gray Fredrickson. Gray had a, approached me and we well first of all we became friends back in around 1988-99 in Oklahoma City. Gray had been in the movie production business for quite some time. He was a producer and actually won Academy Awards for Godfather 2 and produced all three Godfather movies and Apocalypse Now, which he was also nominated for an Oscar and has been involved with many films of Francis Ford Coppola through the years, The Outsiders. And you probably will know many of the movies if I mentioned all of them. But he and I started a partnership as a company. He talked to me about 2001 about forming a company and so we did, and I didn't know a whole lot about the business by any means, as far as the film industry, but had been involved in businesses throughout the years. So he said, well, I need somebody in business development and that kind of thing. Would you be interested in being a partner? And we started a company called Graymark, Gray for Gray Frederickson, and Mark, and started looking at films and opportunities. And Graymark went on to produce five feature films and won an Emmy for one of its documentaries. And through the years, we've continued to do, develop and work on projects together. We had a film called "The Grand Energy Transition" that was supported by Ted Turner, Boone Pickens, Aubrey McClendon, and others. That it was back ten years ago, 2012, and so we got that on the circuit as well and showed that film as a documentary to throughout the U.S. Had a premiere showing in Washington D.C. and also one in my hometown of Elk City, Oklahoma. So it was it was really wonderful to be able to get the Grand Energy Transition film out as a documentary. So through the years, we've continued to work on projects. But as of recent, the last docu-film that we have worked on, film that we worked on together, was called Sherwood Forest, Top Secret. Sherwood Forest is based upon the 1943-44 time era during World War II. It was how the oil industry was impacted and the world was impacted in a huge way. Because at that point in time at Sherwood Forest, there was some oil and gas de- oil development going on. And it wound up that there was a field there that in Sherwood Forest that was only producing about 150 barrels of oil per day. And so the British reached out to Americans and in particular some Oklahomans, Roughnecks, asking them to come and help through Noble and some other companies go to England and to drill and to produce more oil through their innovation and technology at the time. And it wound up that oil production increased from around 150 barrels of oil per day to around 3,000 barrels of oil per day. And a lot of that oil through that time frame, was going towards helping the war efforts. But in particular, it wound up helping win the war because of D-Day oil supplied. And so these Roughnecks lived in a monastery. They were really under great stress being away from home, many for the first time. And so it's a great story, and it's one that I hope you'll look at as a docu-film. The premiere, we had a premiere in December and showing PBS OETA, which is the Oklahoma broadcast, as far as the first premiere on a television station in December. So we hope that you'll be able to see that through the Oklahoma History Center, DVDs, and other ways as far as showings in, in your area. And so uh, Gray, again, was a producer. I was executive producer. Greg Mallott, who's an Emmy-winning the director was involved, and Sean Lynch was involved as well, he has many years of experience in a great way. And so, we're proud of that effort, and proud for everyone that was in you know, as far as involvement. And Barry Corbin, who's been in over 200 films, was our narrator, and appreciate him as well. So, if you get a chance, look at the docu film, and hopefully, come your way. I'd earlier mentioned the America needs America's energy and its natural resources. So and of course, mention the docufilm film for 2023 to put that on your checklist. But also the monograph and the book "America Needs America's Energy," both go together. And as far as ebook, so if you get a chance to go and look at those as well, I hope you do. Wallman Magazine again, hope you'll look at that in 2023 as well for columns. But not just my columns. I hope you'll look at those magazines for strategy, ways to strategize, the way to get more knowledge about not just the oil and gas sector but energy sector overall sectors overall so please look at that as well I'm encouraged that people are starting to ask more questions and get more involved at the same time we've got a long way to go our messaging can't stop when it comes to educating the public about the importance of energy energy policy and energy issues and views so that's why you're important I'm calling on each of you to reach out to your friends and discuss using the monograph or other methods to discuss the future of energy and how it touches you, you know, from turning on the switch to starting your car to all the plastics and things that are involved at the, from the hospitals, the schools, and clothes, and on and on the list. And I have that mentioned in the book as far as a listing. Of all the petrochemicals that are used, in products that is, petroleum products, are used on a daily basis. So when I say petroleum products, that's vital to our needs. So petrochemicals to petroleum products, all necessary in our daily, daily usage. So how do we go through the transition? So the dialogue begins. Uh, oil and gas is very important to our daily lives now. And I think it will be for quite some time. With that said, should we look, be looking at ways to become more energy efficient in environmental preservation? Yes, that's our challenge. How do we continue to do that? And I've seen great strides made during my 45 years plus in the oil and gas and energy industry. But can we do better? Of course. And so that's the challenge. But is it going to be an easy transition? I don't think it's as easy as some believe it will be. At the same time, I can see a transition occurring where we'll be more inclusive of all forms of energy. And that's why that I've been emphasizing that we should look at not just oil and natural gas and wind and solar, biomass and nuclear and hydrogen, and all other avenues of how we could be effective, not only in the usage, but also, again, I emphasize how can you be efficient, but also have environmental preservation. There's so many countries, and my challenge to everyone is to think outside the box. There are those throughout the world that do not have the opportunities we as Americans have. And so yet we use 25% or so of the oil and gas usage in the world there are many countries would love to have that opportunity. There are children and others that do not have opportunities even to read tonight because when they go to bed tonight, when the lights, what lights there are from the sun, some don't even have hardly that. So they live with no refrigeration in some localities, with no access to electricity like we have. And that's, you know, the numbers are unbelievable. How many people, young people, all ages are not able to have the luxuries of the energy industry that we have, and the usages that we have. So I challenge folks to think that way as well. How do we, you know, if we're looking at electric vehicles and CNG and other alternatives, how does that impact the world? And is it something that's going to happen in a dramatic way quickly? Or is it going to be something we have to transition over a period of time? And I would say that it's going to be over a period of time, but doesn't mean it won't happen. And so I would challenge the dialogue is to say, how does it not just impact me when it comes to energy? Because nothing moves without energy. That includes our country. That includes all of us working together to find a way for a great future for the future generations, because the future generations are depending on us. And that future generation may be within your home, your family that's down the street or families down the street from you. It could be you know college students. It can be those in senior citizen homes and so forth. We all need energy, every single one of us, and so we need to think outside the boxes. How we're looking at how it impacts, you know, me individually, but also how does it impact everyone around the world, from our next door neighbor all the way to the other side of the world. So this is a challenging time, and it's a challenge to each of you that the Energy Fellows is here as a program, as a podcast, to assist each of you in your walk in the energy future. And it's going to take all of us. We can't do it alone. And that's why, again, I'm emphasizing again, I need to hear from you and go give us a review. Give us your input. We challenge you on that as far as that goes to do that. I want to close by saying America needs America's energy, all forms, all American, and that you've been listening to the Energy Fellows podcast. I'm Mark Stansbury. And the future of energy depends on us, depends on all of us. Thank you for listening to these past three months and upwards and onwards with the Energy Fellows podcast. Thank you. Join us again next week on the Energy Fellows podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.